Welcome to the Simplecast. On this episode, Lisa Jo Baker calls in to talk about Chapter 4, titled You've Got the Goods, The Incredible Truth That You Are Already Equipped. Lisa Jo is a great blogger and author who wrote the book Surprised by Motherhood. She's also the community manager at Encourage and has been a great friend and supporter of Help One Now. Without further ado, here's Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Simplecast. I'm your host, Chris Marlowe, and today I have a very, very special guest, Lisa Jo Baker. Welcome to The Simplecast. I'm so excited to be with you this morning. I'm excited to have you. So real quick, why don't you just kind of let the audience know who you are and kind of what you do, and then we'll jump into the questions for Chapter 4. Sure. I am a blogger and writer. I'm a mom to three very loud kids. My husband and I live just outside of Washington, D.C., but I'm originally from South Africa. So I write about a lot of simple things, and I love that you talk about how doing good is simple because it's such a perfect connect for the people that I speak to, too. That's awesome. Well, Lisa Joe, I'm so excited to have you here on the Simplecast. Also, we've been able to partner together and do some pretty cool, fun things around the world. And I think you're the perfect person to kind of um, wrestle through the challenges of chapter four, which is you've got the goods, the incredible truth that you're already equipped. And one of the things I've realized is so many people, they don't feel like they're equipped to really make an impact in the world. And so in this book, I talk over and over just about how all of us, we have talents and we have gifts that God has given us. And your book, Surprised by Motherhood, and your blog really encourage other moms and inspire them to also understand that they're equipped to be great moms and they're equipped to do good. So can you do me a favor and just kind of connect the importance of what it means to be a mother, but also to do good and kind of how to wrestle with those two challenges as most mothers feel so overwhelmed already? Right. When we feel, I think, overwhelmed by ordinary things, right? We don't feel like we're making big life-changing impacts when we're like, washing the dishes and folding the laundry and making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches times a billion is what it feels like, right? (laughs) And I think, I mean, that's why I love your message so much. I actually have underlined, starred, and exclamation marks on page 83, Mm -hmm. where you say, when everyday normal people feel as if they can't help, this is a tragedy. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much because you go on to say, in fact, I would say it is the ordinary people who will determine how much impact is done in the world. And I'm just a big amen, hallelujah, in response to that because that has been my experience we tend to think to make a difference you need a passport right or you need a very fancy degree or you need to write a book about change but really all you need to do is show up in the zip code where god already called you and that is exactly the experience i had that you helped facilitate which is why i'm so happy we're having this conversation today yeah and i would agree and i think the challenge that i see all the time is is you know moms and dads or just in general people especially here in the west in north america we have a desire to do good and to give back but our lives feel so overwhelmed almost like we can't add anything to the plate and yet while we're doing beautiful amazing work in the day-to-day mundane we really forget that doing good is kind of part of the christian narrative it's part of what it means to make the world better so can you help the listener just kind of understand how do you balance doing good and dealing with the mundane and the importance of being intentional? Because you, 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 it's, it's kind of natural, but yet if we're not intentional, the mundane can just overwhelm us and we never actually get to the doing good part. 
Right, exactly. Well, for me, it was about folding it into my routine. I think sometimes we think to do good, we need to pause. I need to pause my life. Mm. And now I need to go do this thing, right? This big thing, this thing that will take up time. But for me, it was about finding ways to fold all those moments into my everyday routine. So let me give you an example. This is how it started for me. I have a blog. I live here in America. But all of my family live in South Africa. And for years, I've wondered, how do I serve what my family is doing in South Africa? Africa in the orphan community from here. I mean, I'm in America. Do I need to move back home? Do I need a passport? Do I need to start a nonprofit? I actually remember having this conversation with you, like, Chris, do I need yep. to start a nonprofit? What do I need to do? You know? Yeah, yeah I remember that, yes. And you said, wait, people are already doing that. We have a nonprofit. We can do that part. What's the part you can do, Lisa Joe? And I realized the part I can do is I can ask my family in South Africa, what do you need? And they said, we need a water point. Right now, an entire community, like, 400 people get water from a spigot coming up in the middle of basically a mud hole in the ground. We need a water point. And I said to myself, my goodness, what mom can't relate to that? I do laundry like, you know, three times a day sometimes (laughs) it feels like, right? And right now you have a community of moms doing laundry over this tiny little spigot, you know, surrounded by mud. And so I thought, wow, well, what what do I have? Like right here, what's my routine? Well, I write a blog. I write a blog to moms and I write a lot about how we do laundry and how overwhelming that ordinary cycle can feel and so I mean I kid you not I looked it up today because I knew what I I was going to be talking to you because I was really curious about when this happened October 15th 2013 I wrote a blog post said called for anyone who's ever felt behind on their laundry and I just shared about how moms do brave things including laundry laundry can feel ordinary and routine but it's part of maintaining our families right and I talked about how moms in America and moms all over the world do the same things every day we get up we try to take care of our kids we wash their clothes we give them water to drink and so i just shared pictures of moms in south africa and what their day looks like and how we all know what it feels like to do laundry and i said to the moms reading you don't need a passport you don't have to come to south africa you don't have to feel guilty but today when you do laundry how about you donated the cost of a load of laundry to this project and it was so natural because it's something we're already doing and i think that's exactly what you're talking about when you're saying right there in the middle of our ordinary lives, we can impact the world. And I was surprised by how excited readers were to be part of that. Mm. Because it's it's it drew attention to how what we think of as boring and ordinary things are, especially here in the United States, a privilege. We get to do laundry, we have water on tap. And suddenly something that felt like drudgery became something exciting that a community could rally around. And we needed five thousand dollars to put in a water point and a laundry facility for this community. And we raised that in just under eight hours. Like it was so fast. And yes. what what surprised me is nobody gave a thousand dollars, right? Yep. Every mom gave between five and twenty-five dollars. Yep. Small amounts, right where you are, while you're doing your laundry, and suddenly you are reminded that God is with you in your ordinary and you get to be with somebody else and bless them just through your ordinary routine. And I think that was what was such a beginning point of really forming that community of people who recognized we can actually make a difference, like right here between my loads of laundry. Yeah, isn't that amazing too? And I think it's fascinating how we think we have to go all in on certain topics or subjects or certain needs and to an extent you know we kind of we kind of do but yet the reality of like the day-to-day life forces us to all have a different role and a different space and so we talk about all the time someone like 
myself, I'm, my vocation is to really solve or help be a part of solving this, you know, extreme poverty on like this big, large, massive scale. But there are other people who have other roles and other gifts that without them, there's no way I can do my job. So can you talk about the importance of understanding your role and the gifts that God has given you when it comes to really making an impact in the world? Yeah, I'd love to do that because for a long time I thought I needed, maybe I need to quit my job here. You know, maybe I need to be there. And I, I came to learn that if I wasn't here and if I didn't, in my vocation, if I were to describe it, it's encouraging other women in the middle of their ordinary lives to see God's glory there. Mm. And, and in doing that, I was able to invite a community of women to participate with a community in South Africa. And so if I wasn't already doing that, I couldn't have brought in a bunch of women who could become sponsors and donors for a community in South Africa. If I had quit everything here and moved to South Africa, then the South Africans wouldn't have had access mm. to, to a, a huge group of women who are rallying around the work that they're doing. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to see that because we look at the people on the ground and I think of my parents and my siblings and there they all are working practically in the communities and I feel very removed from it I feel like how can I make a difference here I'm so far away yeah. but I came to realize but God planted me here and he gave me tools and he gave me a story and I get to use that story to invite people to South Africa virtually and there's power in that because not every mom can get on a plane and travel to South Africa. But she can open my blog and she can see the pictures. And so from from starting and building a water and a laundry facility, yeah. we went on to take on bigger and bigger projects because we saw that we could and we saw that we didn't have to go and we could do it right from where we are. And yeah. so in the calling God had given me, writing and encouraging moms, I was able to say to the South Africans, what do you need? And they could say, here are our needs in the community. And then I could bring them back to my community. And the two could come together and make a huge change. So we went from a water point to a community vegetable garden that helps yeah. feed like 400 people in the community as well as becomes a source of income and revenue yeah. to a playground, to an apple court, to classrooms, mm. to bathrooms, to kitchens. I mean, it just, it's a snowball effect, right? Because then you start to see what you can do. And then the community starts to feel a sense of ownership in it. Yes. The American community feels connected to the South African community. And instead of focusing on our differences, now I get to tell a story that focuses on what we have in common. We all need water and we all need bathrooms and we all need kitchens. And suddenly it's not about us and them anymore. It's about we. We are in this together. And that's been transformative right here from like my kitchen table, you know, like never exactly. having to leave. I can do that. Hey, isn't that amazing how like literally you use your gift as a writer, really as a tribe builder in order to really empower this group of people to empower another group of people all the way around the world. And so just tell us, Tell us what it means, because I think in your book, you talk about being surprised by, by motherhood. But I think there's also this thing called being you know, surprised by doing good. And really, really often people think doing good is a checkbox you know, that we need to check off or a to-do list. But when you do good, when you give back, there's actually deep meaning and beauty in that process. And it transforms us. So as you talk about like the, you know, how motherhood has transformed you, how has doing good also transformed you and your family? You know, I think sometimes I have thought doing good requires 
a transplant in my life somehow. But what I have found is that it, doing good often is about relationship building. It's about the people that yes. you get to connect with. And so for me, and now also for my family, because that's the amazing thing. When God calls a mom into something, he's getting like a two-for-one deal because he gets her kids too, right? Yep. So I've been able to invite my children into this story, and they've all followed along. They've seen the blog posts. And then eventually I was able to bring my son Jackson, my oldest, okay. back with me to South Africa to visit in person and meet the kids that are in the community centers and shake hands with Pastor Norman who helps facilitate the work there. And in through doing good, starting out, just doing what you do anyway. I do laundry and I write. Those are, and I raise kids, <laughs> right? Those are kind of my primary things. But those things have helped me connect with other people in ways that have been transformative for our family without ever having to move back to South Africa. So it's been an amazing story. And as I've built relationships with South Africa, other people who've been reading the story and who have relationships with me have wanted to connect with South Africa too. So now I have friends who've wanted to travel to South Africa and invite their blog readers into the story too, so that it's not just a project anymore. It's always going to be about relationships and people and friendships now above anything else. And we all know how to do those things. Yeah, I love that. I love how obviously our mutual friend, Crystal Payne, has really right. gotten involved and engaged. And you, you've you kind of brought her into this whole this whole story and, and to see your audience and Crystal's audience. But I think that's the blessing of like, what are we passionate about? And how do we help others give them tools so they can also become passionate about, you know, these really key important issues in life. And so so real quick, can you can you help help us just really understand like what does it meant to you to kind of see your American family, your American friends, you know, folks who live here in the United States and that you've engaged in now for a season giving back to your South African family and your you know, your, your, like your both your worlds are colliding and it's got to be a beautiful story for you. I would just say it's been such an encouragement and it's encouragement I would pass on to others that there will always be times in your life where you feel lost in your own story, right? And for me, I felt stranded between countries. I didn't know how to make sense of where I was. And this is always a reminder that God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything. Like the parts of your life you think are ordinary or boring, when you invite God into them and you offer them to Him, He uses all of it. And so for me, it's been this beautiful story of looking back at my life and seeing everything God does, He does on purpose, and He uses it for His purpose if we're willing to give it to Him. So my move to America and my friendships here, ha He has managed to draw back and connect with my roots in South Africa and, and allowed me to be a bridge is how I feel, a bridge between these two communities. And it has been so affirming just to feel like God is in every part of our stories. There's no part that He wastes, and there's no part that was by mistake. And that has been, for me, just an incredible comfort and encouragement that I, I love to be able to tell other moms now. Those things you think are small that you do now, you have no idea the ripple effects they're going to have. When I wrote Surprised by Motherhood, I was just telling my story about you know never expecting to be a mom and how that has shaped my story. And then I had friends like Crystal who read Surprised by Motherhood and said, how can I be involved? How can I support that? And I told them about South Africa, and the next thing I knew, South Af you know, surprised by mother, I'd become a bridge to invite friends mm, yep. into this bigger story about motherhood in other countries, and what does that look like, and how do we support, how do we support our fellow moms? Because we all we all wake up and face the same things every day, you know. I don't have to I don't have to pack my bags and move back to South Africa to make a difference. Right where I am is where I'm called to be. 
Yeah, I love that. So let's just kind of finish with this question. I want to talk about the future of our work in South Africa and how listeners can be engaged in that to, to kind of close off. But before that, I want you to talk about the overwhelming factor of the mundane and how you have kind of fought through that and, and, and encourage the audience. Because I think one thing that we're seeing in kind of our partnership in South Africa is the, the importance of longevity and kind of doing this inch by inch. And yet the reality is all of us, you know, we really do feel overwhelmed. And so for the listener who's saying, man, I really want to be a part of a story like this, but I'm so overwhelmed. How did you fight through your own feeling of being overwhelmed in order to really push to the other side and say, yes, I have to work through the mundane parts of life, which are actually beautiful, but they are tiring. Again, I'm still living intentional and being focused on an external purpose, not just, you know, being overwhelmed by the internal day to day. I think it's a matter of perspective. I had a big perspective shift after I had my second kid. I felt like I was living Groundhog Day over and over again, <laughs> and I couldn't escape. It was terrible. Yeah. And it was during a Michigan winter, so you can just imagine oh with me how we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And I stumbled onto Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And in the message, it says, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. And in that moment, I felt like Jesus looked into my life and said, Lisa Joe, there's no part of your life, you know, your 2 a.m. wake up calls with the baby and doing the laundry, there's no part of it that isn't mine. Mm -hmm. It belongs to me. And I realized if God sees my life as an offering, how does that shift my perspective? How do I see it? And if we start to see everything as an offering, well, then it changes how you look at your life. You're not just trying to survive your life then, you want to see your life as a gift. And it starts at home. It's a gift to my kids and my husband. What does that look like here in our family? But then how does my life become a gift to other people as well? And I think all we have to do is look around the relationships we have. For me, it just took calling my parents. I mean, it was that simple. I called my parents in South Africa and said, I have a blog. I write about ordinary, boring things. And I think God wants me to give it as a gift somehow. But I don't even know how. Like, I didn't even know what that would look like. Yep. I just said, is there something? Is there something you need help with? And they just laughed. <laughs> they were like, where do we even begin? <laughs> but then I, yeah. you know, I, I, met, I met your friend Mike Rush at a conference and we had a few extra hours. We just sat and talked and he said, well, you got to talk to my friend Chris Marlowe. And mm. I talked to you and I didn't even know what the questions were. All I knew was yeah. that what I had, I somehow knew needed to be an offering, my everyday ordinary life. It wasn't yeah. like I, was, I had this big grand vision. I didn't even know what it was I wanted to give. I just knew I was supposed to give something. And when I, between God reminding me what my parents do and Mike introducing me to you who have the, may, the ways and means, we were able to start changing community in South Africa. Hundreds of people impacted because God tells us that our everyday ordinary lives are an offering to him. Isn't that amazing how sometimes the greatest way to make an impact or to even start is just to ask questions and to be in conversations right. and to have relationships with people who will help guide and lead us forward. And so I remember those conversations. I remember Mike saying, you need to meet with Lisa Joe. There can be some huge impact because help now started in South Africa. My first I know. trip was there. It's and amazing. Then, then we weren't, you know, we, we, you know, our, our, our South Africa project had finished. And so it was even amazing for me to be able to loop back around and begin to do work in a country that I love and care for so much. So, okay. So I want you to just for one minute, how can the audience get involved in our work in South Africa and just dream a little bit about what you would hope to see in that community over the next few years? 
Well, I think the best place to go probably is to the Help One Now page, and they can scroll down to South Africa, and it has an entire description of what we're doing there. We have what's called the $10 Tribe that started in South Africa, and it's a group of people who donate $10 a month toward the work there. And so what started as us wanting to provide clean water, (laughs) we now, I mean, you know this, the work of Help One Now now supports two communities in South Africa led by just dynamic um, local leaders. It's all local leaders. Leadership, yep. and they provide health care and after-school care and meals and sports and playground equipment and bathrooms for communities of really, really vulnerable kids. And so for us, and I'll quote my dad here because he works a lot with those communities. He always says, we're not here to save them, Lisa Joe. We're here to serve them. Mm, yes. And that's been really big. When I think about the future of those communities, that's my prayer, that we would continue to follow the best ways to serve them. What are their needs and what do they look like and how do we come alongside as partners in this, as brothers and sisters and not, you know, in any way this idea of being saviors or and I think that's why it's been really special to see friends like Crystal Payne get involved because she's brought her whole family out there and they've stayed with my family and it's all based on relationships. And so our prayer for the long term is that these communities would have a vision that we can come alongside and serve. That's awesome. Think about like the power of $10 a month. It, that seems on, on one hand so small. And right. Yet, what's fun for us is every, every, about every two months, we take, you know, hundreds of $10 tribe members and we send funds out to those leaders and they accomplish another piece of the puzzle and more people are impacted just because of $10 tribe. And so when we talk about doing good as simple, we're really, I mean, it really is as simple as saying, hey, get involved and give 10 bucks a month and and be a part of this global tribe that's making an impact. And what I love is we get to make an impact in one another. We get to impact our friends in South Africa, but the stories that they are part of get to impact us as, as friends on this side of the pond, if you will. So, well, Lisa, Joe, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast for wrestling with you know, the different topics in in chapter four. And I know you and your family have made a huge impact in the world and you've integrated doing good into your life. And I think it's a great example of how the rest of us can also do the same thing. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your impact. We're excited to continue to see transformation in South Africa. Well, I'm delighted to have spent time with you, Chris. I'm so thrilled I could publicly come and say (laughs) Chris Marlowe literally made doing good simple for me. Uh, (laughs) I thought I'd have to get some kind of degree and start an NGO and instead you told me just to focus on what I'm already doing and that has made all the difference so thank you so much for that Chris awesome appreciate that Lisa Joe and thank you for your time have a good day you too bye bye thanks Lisa Joe. you'll find links to Lisa Joe's book her website and the Encourage community on our show notes you can follow her at Lisa Joe Baker and follow Chris at Chris Marlowe the Simplecast is produced by Austin Collins and me, Ken Newspunk. And our music is courtesy of Lamar Stockton. Find out more from lamarstockton.com. For Chris Marlowe and Lisa Joe Baker, thanks for listening. And until next time, do good, do good well, and join with someone to do good together. 